Hey friends, I am so excited to introduce you today to Melissa Lynn, host of the Fierce Business Babe podcast and online coach who helps entrepreneurs to start, scale, and build to six figures. On today's episode, we're talking about the difference between busyness and effectiveness, and we discuss why busyness is not a badge of honor, which was really a great conversation. And Melissa shares about her experience of feeling like she disappointed her traditional Chinese parents when she left her nine to five job and became an entrepreneur. And she also shares why it's important to follow your dreams, fight procrastination, and live in the now. I adored her. I adored her perspective, and I know you guys will too. So let's jump in. We were never promised that life would be easy. Sometimes it is hard and crazy, but when we do life together, it becomes a lot easier and much more fun. I believe in joyful life and happy parenting, healthy marriages, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. I also love sharing all the secrets about things that have worked for me so that they can help you. On Living Easy, I really like to dig deep. We will laugh together and struggle together. You will hear honest insight and practical tips about things like time management, building a brand, traveling, strengthening your faith in your marriage, and so much more so that you can live life and live it with joy. I'm Lindsay Maestas, and this is the Living Easy Podcast. Hey everyone, this is Lindsay, and I am here with Melissa Lynn. Hey Melissa. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on. I love fellow entrepreneurs. I love talking with them and just like picking their brains. So I'm really excited to talk with you. And we have a lot of listeners who are either stay-at-home moms or they're women who are just coming out of college and wanting to do something aside from a regular nine to five. So can you just tell us a little bit about your journey as you pursued an entrepreneurial lifestyle and who you are and all of the good things? Yes, all of the things. I will try and make this as brief as possible. I grew up the traditional route. So my family, I'm half Chinese and then half um, like white and a few other things. But my grandparents came over and they spoke very little English, but they did know like the two words doctor and husband. Yeah. So from <laughs> the very early stages, it was put into my head that to be successful, I get to go to college, I get to go be a doctor, I get to go find a man to support me, all of the things, mm-hmm. right? Like most of us. Unfortunately, I could not handle the blood. I had a traumatic like experience in high school, passed out and blood. It was bad. It was very bad. <gasps> that is me. <laughs> I cannot handle any blood ever whatsoever. Even hospitals. If I walk into a hospital, I am probably going to pass out. I wish it would have been nice to have figured that out earlier, Mm -hmm. but high school, it's okay. It was like the end of high school to my junior year, but it's okay. I've always been so great in math and science. So my parents started to push me towards engineering and I went to college for chemical engineering, which was amazing because I had so much opportunity. I basically could do anything. And I graduated, went to the you know, real world is my nine to five. And I worked in so many different industries. I worked at a chemical plant. I worked at the largest winery in the world. I worked at a paper mill. I worked uh, like at a glass plant, a window plant, all of these things. And from the outside, it looked like I had found success. Hmm. I had a home. 
I was married back then, not anymore, but Mm -hmm. back then. And I was just working 10, 12 hour days, constantly on call, coming in on the weekends. My job was my life. And it really just wasn't what I wanted to create for my life. I had heard from so many people, like my parents' friends, well, you can go have fun when you retire. Like now's the time to hustle. And I just, I wanted to do so much more in my life. And I have like my hands in front of me and I'm like imagining this bubble. I had so many dreams in my bubble. I want to like travel the world. I want to travel six months out of the year. I want to go live abroad for months at a time. I want to fund charities. I want to start my own charities, all of these things, which I can't do stuck in my little nine to five bubble. Mm. So I had one of two options. Either I start making my dream bubble a little bit smaller or like a lot smaller or do something different about my nine to five. And there was no way in this world I was going to touch my dream bubble unless I was there to make it bigger. Love that. So I knew something had to change. And this was around 2014. I was really into fitness at the time. I was doing bikini bikini competition. So bodybuilding, really into health and fitness. And I started a online fitness coaching business. And so I was in that, doing that on the side for about three and a half years. My first year and a half, two years were a hot mess train wreck, (laughs) kind of trying it, DIY, all of the things, literally all of the things. And eventually it started to invest in myself and brought it up to six figures. And then I left my job. Good for you. And I transitioned to business coaching. And it's so funny because I left my job and I didn't tell my parents. I was <gasps> so afraid to tell my parents. I waited over two months until I told them. Wow. They kind of knew it was coming, but yeah, they had no idea. Wow. So I left my nine to five and that was early 2018. And eventually, I eventually transitioned to business coaching right around the same time as well. And boom, here we are a year and a half later. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. So with your parents, one, where did that fear come from? Was it just the expectation that they had of you and you feeling like you're going to let them down or like, where did that stem from? Yeah, definitely the expectation and just that like their vision for me was nine to five is success. Mm. Engineer is success like husband is success. And I felt like I, number one, was just not who they wanted me to be. And I felt like I was going to fail them by going a different path. I felt like I wasn't going to make them happy. I felt they weren't going to agree. I was afraid of judgment and rejection from them. Like all, so many things, Mm. so many things. Wow. Do you mind if I ask, and if you don't want to touch on this, it's okay. But with your marriage, do you feel like part of that dissolving was because of the expectations that were placed on you growing up to just find someone and be with someone almost to validate who you were? Oh, that is a wonderful question. I don't mind at all talking about it. Okay. That's I've never been asked that, but now that I'm like really I've spent a lot of time like really reflecting on it and things like that and definitely Hmm. Definitely, because I definitely felt with my ex and I, we were together for about 7 7 years on and off and it was really kind of the next thing is to get married. We're like, well, that's what we're supposed to do, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but of course, it ended on dif- four different reasons mm. and different things. But yeah, I definitely would say so. Hmm. For people who are involved in a family lifestyle like that, that have that family dynamic of the pressure, what would your encouragement be to them? My encouragement would be you get to be you. 
You Mm -hmm. get to listen to yourself. You get to trust yourself, which it's so much harder than it sounds. Like I say those simple words and it's so difficult. I'm 29 years old and I'm still trying to figure it out, but really trusting yourself. And even though like, yes, they're your parents. Yes, you love them and they love you. They're not always going to have the right intention for you. They're not always going to have like the right steps for you to get to where your vision, they may not even understand your vision. Mm -hmm. I like, I'm still at a point with this mom. Love you mom so much. She doesn't understand my vision. Yeah. She doesn't understand why I'm doing some of these things. I just wrapped up an emotional intelligence program, leadership program that was about four months long and she couldn't grasp why I was doing it. Mm. And so like, they're not always going to understand and that's okay. You get to just know that it's okay that they don't understand. They may never understand, mm-hmm. they, but one day they might. Um, but you get to decide what's going to be best for you. Not everyone's going to be on that rocket ship with you, and that's okay. Yeah, you just got you just got to remember it's going to be okay. Not everyone's going to support you. Yeah, that's so good. I have someone in my life that when I was pregnant, they were very concerned that I was leaving my nine to five corporate America job. And mm-hmm. I was so sure of myself that I wanted to stay home. And from a person who's very education-oriented, very success-oriented, it created this guilt inside of me that even though I knew I was doing something right and that this is what my calling was on my life, that their support, I wanted it. I craved that support. Mm-hmm. I craved that acceptance of what I was doing. And then it transitioned as I started blogging and podcasting and beginning an entrepreneurial business. It was the question of like, why don't you go back to work? You know? And then mm-hmm. as time has gone on, I've expressed like the success in it. And there's been like a little bit of surprise on that person's end of, oh wow, I didn't realize that could come of it. But it's still this begrudging, not fully accepted thing, you know? And so it's hard. So from somebody that you love and that you desire acceptance from, it is difficult. But I love that you said, like, they're not you. They're not who you are. They may love you. They may want the best for you, but they don't understand that your joy is more important than your success. And like following your calling is more important than success. And that success often comes the most when you're doing something that you love. So I love that. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. And we can't can't do much, right? Our parents learned all of that from their parents and their surroundings. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's so true. Well, and I want to touch on with you because I know obviously if you're traveling, so with doing all of that, obviously life becomes super busy and owning your own business in general can create so much busy work that becomes time consuming and can be life sucking if you allow it to be. And mm-hmm. so what would you say, Melissa, is the difference between being busy and being effective? And how do we remain effective in this space as business owners or entrepreneurs? This is such a great question. Thank you for asking. I definitely did not understand the difference of this. Like when I first transitioned back in 2018 out of my nine to five, um, which caused a lot of struggle. So many of us think that to be like really busy at work or in our business means that we're being effective, Mm. right? Like we're at our nine to fives, we're sitting at our desks, we are on our computers eight hours a day, but like typically not actually doing all of the things. We're sitting there chit-chatting, things like that. Um, But people think that being busy at work means being effective and having a productive day, but it's actually a misconception to be busy 
doesn't necessarily mean you're being effective. Mm -hmm. And to be effective doesn't mean to work all day long and nonstop hustle mode. And it's taken me quite some time to learn that. So (laughs) ladies, gentlemen out there, you do not need to work 24-7 to be effective and find success. For me, one thing that's been really beneficial is scheduling things out. So even like if with social media, scheduling posts, scheduling Facebook, Instagram, all those things, setting specific times that I work on email lists and specific times that I work on promotion and marketing. How do you categorize your time or separate out your time so that you're being the most effective with the time that you do have while still continuing to live your life? Yes, I try and separate my business and my life as much as possible. I could talk hours about this. I know (laughs) we don't have that much time. Um, But really, when it comes to my business, I have content creation days, like where it's mostly content creation, creating podcasts, writing captions, writing posts. I, however, like I am full time, so I have the space and the time to do this, luckily, but a lot of others are in their nine to five, so they don't have that time and space, but try and really batch as much as you can, you know, because if I didn't batch, if we don't batch, what tends to happen is I'll sit at my desk, I will start to write a caption, then I'll hear the laundry buzzer go off. I'm like, oh, let me go get the laundry really quick. I'm interrupting like my flow, and so I'm being less effective even though I feel like I'm getting more things done because, oh, the laundry will be done. This will be done. It's going to take me like three times as long. Yes. So content content creation. And then I'll also separate coaching calls, like me actually coaching. I will try and do those on separate days or batch some of those together. And then, of course, like sales activities and then working like really in the business. If I'm planning a launch schedule, working with my team on something, I try and separate things into kind of those bunches. Yeah. Uh, just to help time block. And I try not to have, if I've got a big, big item task to take on, like I'm going to be podcasting for four hours straight. I'm not going to go and do four hours of coaching calls right after. Mm -hmm. I'll do like one big activity per day with some smaller things kind of sprinkled in. Yeah, that's so good. And for our listeners who don't know, batching is basically just doing a lot of a similar thing in sets or in groups. And I listened to a batching podcast by Jenna Kutcher. I just love her so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had never thought of it. It's such common sense. (laughs) It really is common sense. But that has been a lifesaver for me when it comes to creating social media content, recording podcasts. Mm -hmm. Like some days I'll do six in a row and I set my day to do only podcasts that day. And I love that you mentioned like Mm -hmm. not messing up your flow because it really can affect your work ethic. It can affect your focus if you don't have this set time to sit down and work and get it done, whether it's from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. If you have children, that's kind of my life right now, or in the middle of the day when you're not allowing yourself to be distracted by anything. So yeah. And we hear the quote, busy is not a badge of honor so often. And it's almost like in our culture, for whatever reason, this incessant busyness can be a facade of significance. Like somebody reaches out to us, oh, I'm so sorry. I have so much going on. I can't. And we pride ourselves with it. But we're so often missing out Mm -hmm. on real life relationships or the rest that we really need in order to avoid burnout. So how can we, whether we're parents, business owners, students, shift our perspectives to live free of the burnout? Mm, I love this. I like gone through this so much myself, being in that busy burnout, do, 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 masculine, Mm. all of the things. 
we miss out on so much and being present in our lives. And, you know, we really get to think back to our why, like, why have we started our business or, you know, why are we starting this new career? Why are we starting this schoolwork? What is it that you're wanting to create your vision for your family, your relationship with your friends? I remember when I was younger, I would hear so many of my parents' friends that were working on stuff always say, oh, I'm going to go travel when I retire. And I'm looking back and asking, mm. like, why? Why not do both? Like, why not create a both and? Like, I am young now and I can move much faster now than <laughs> I can, like, when I'm going to be 60 and retired. Yes. I really don't want to go backpacking when I'm 60. Like, please do it now when I'm young yeah. and I can go out and do that. And we get to enjoy life now. We get to create that both and. It, we don't need to be hustling for 20 years before we can go. Life is short. Mm. Life is now. And we, we really get to remember that. You know, like what memories do you want to create with your family? Do you want to be missing out on those those first moments with your children? At the end of the day, it's a choice. Yes. It is truly a choice. Burnout is a choice. If you're burning out, it's because you're choosing to add items to your schedule. You're not being realistic with your timelines. You're not prioritizing the things in your life. And so many of us feel that we never have enough time, but we do. It's what you do with that time that matters. Yeah. I love that. That's really good. And you lose the joy of it all. Like you lose the joy Mm -hmm. and the purpose, like you mentioned, the why. Why are you working Mm -hmm. so hard? So that you can enjoy your life. Like that's realistically what we're all working for is so that we can enjoy life. But when your life becomes this sense of just workaholic personality disorder, that's really what it is. (laughs) And you don't see outside of your little bubble of where you're at and what you want, then you just become dry. It's like you lose that hope. You lose that joy. And I feel like we're called to so much more to live for more than just ourselves. And when we work hard and yes, like work with excellence in everything that we do, but also pour that out onto other people. Like, Hey, I was really blessed with this situation and I financially blessed or blessed with time, whatever it might be. And now I can pour that out onto someone else because I have worked so hard and received that joy. Now I can give that joy to somebody else with the work that I have put in. Like that is what is satisfying. That is what is fulfilling is like sharing this life with other people, loving them well, serving them well, and not just being so focused on ourselves that one, we burn out. Two, we leave other people out of our lives because we need that community. Mm -hmm. We need that fellowship and those relationships. Mm -hmm. And then that success, like who wants to do that alone? You know what I mean? It doesn't mean anything when it's Mm -hmm. done alone. So I love that. I love the both and. Yes. So how can we, Melissa, in your opinion, how can we measure sustainability and value when it comes to the course that we're on? Mm. I truly believe that, well, first we get to determine like whether the path that we're on right now is even helping us get to where we want to go. When I was in my nine to five, like I would always, I would keep telling myself one more year or six more months, or let's have one more month of state. Let's do a little bit more, a little bit more. And it wasn't helping me get anywhere close to the life I wanted. And so like now, as we start to move towards those goals we've created, I'd recommend creating a timeline for your goals. Like what is it actually going to take to reach them? That's good. And have open have open communication with your family. Like if you have two important, maybe network events for your business you'd like to attend, but maybe your daughter has like a soccer game on those weekends, like discuss with your family and get creative with how you can best create that both and. Mm-hmm. Like maybe one network event one weekend and then a soccer game the next weekend. And the way I really like to measure this is asking myself, 
like how I'm kind of feeling in each area of my life. Uh, I'll use like the light example, like red, yellow, green. Like how am I feeling with my relationship with my partner? Hmm. How am I feeling in my business? How am I feeling in my health? And I'll spend time each week planning and focusing in all these areas. For example, my partner and I will sit down each week and talk about a relationship. Like how are we feeling? What's working? What's not working? And be really open about it. And if one of like those groups is in the deep, deep, deep red, I'll give it more focus that week. Hmm. But we have to measure this. Like we get to measure this each week, each month, whatever that timeline is going to look like for you so that we know what's going on. Like we don't get to ignore it. And we're also not going to focus on the things that we don't spend like any time looking at what's happening. I That is so good. I, the red, yellow, green. That is so, so good. I want to just write that all in my notebook right now, every single area of my life where these things are. It's such a tangible way to see where you stand and to see what you're sacrificing mm-hmm. and what is thriving and like an area that you can take from and give to and vice versa. So that's thank you for that. I'm going to personally use that. That's really good. <laughs> what are Do you have any other practical ways that we can learn to slow down while still pursuing our dreams? and our goals. Yes. We get to number one, remember that you are not your business. You are way more than just your business. Hmm. Start to unplug, start to separate from your business. I just unplugged. I just graduated that emotional intelligence program and they, um, I can't say too much, but I didn't have my phone for three and a half days. Like phone was off for three and a half days, no social media. It was so amazing to be able to sit there and actually connect and be present with the people Hmm. I was with. So talk about that. What does that look like as a business owner to disconnect? Because that is an argument I hear so often. Like I can't shut my phone off because I own a business. I highly recommend to my listeners and my friends, turn your phone off for one day or even a half of a day each week to just reset. But they're like, no, but this is on demand and this has to be happening. So what would you say to those people? Yeah, nothing is on demand. There are no emergencies in your business. If one of your clients is having an emergency, they need to be calling 911, not you, right? Like there's nothing on fire that's going to like shut your business down if you take a day off. And after having, after these three and a half days, that's the longest I've ever had my phone off. And it was so incredible. I'm actually going to start implementing it. I haven't decided what day of the week. One day every single week, it'll probably be Saturday or Sunday. I'm going to shut my phone Mm -hmm. off completely. Not just airplane mode, not just like silent, like turning the darn thing off because airplane mode is just too tempting. (laughs) (laughs) Press a few buttons and you're right back in. Even on my flight home yesterday, I I just like slowly like turned off airplane mode before we were completely on the ground. Like the tires had just touched and like it's just, it's too tempting. And so like actually turn, yeah, turn, turn it off. It is going to be okay. I have a team. And so where I'm at my business, I can delegate things to my team. I prep ahead of time. And I'm also mm. very clear with my clients. I give them expectations. I told every single one of them, hey, I'm going to be gone from Friday to you know Monday morning off the grid completely. I will be back to get back to you Monday afternoon. And so you get to be clear yeah. with the expectations. Your clients aren't going to be mad at you. If you take a day off, they're going to understand that you get to fill your cup before doing anything else. Like you said earlier, and you mm-hmm. can delegate, add systems, add automation. There are so many apps out there where you can pre-plug in your social media posts, for example. So it can still post for you while you're unplugged. Well, I love that you mentioned filling your cup. It's so funny. My son, we were driving home 
and he is in preschool now. And so he's learning all kinds of new things. And it's, I know it's so sweet, but we were driving and he just randomly just said, Hey mom, who fills your cup? And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) What does that mean? And he said, well, in order for us to be our best, someone has to fill our cup so that we can fill somebody else's cup. And I was like, dang, that is, yes, amen. But wow, that's so cool that you're learning that so early because it's absolutely crucial for us to be filled. Like for me, I have older women in my life who've gone before me, whether in business or in motherhood or just marriage life, who pour into me and they share for me like scripture that encourages my heart and helps to move me forward. Or they just allow me to sit on the floor and cry in moments when I just absolutely need those that time and those relationships and they they fill me so that I can then go pour back into this business, this ministry, love people well and then it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. It keeps going to where you need that cup filled. And so I was able to share with my son like, well, these are the people who fill my cup and these are the people I feel called to like fill their cup and to love on them even if they can't give anything in return. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is through the podcast because through our businesses you receive a lot of social media comments, but it's not always face to face, you know? But right. to have that solid foundation is so freeing. And so I love that you said that because we really can't be our best unless we have other people or even things like I love to travel. Mm-hmm. Those things are just filling for me. What th- what would you say fills you? Like what just lights you on fire? Ooh, I love just spending time with my friends and family and actually connecting like phones yeah. off, get them away, but really, really connecting with them. And then I live in Seattle, so I do a lot of outdoors, outdoor activities. I've, oh, started, I've, learned, I've learned how to ski. I started skiing. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm graduating the bunny slope this year. <laughs> Good uh, for you. Yeah. I snowboard. I've never tried skiing. It looks harder. Snowboarding is easier. <laughs> well, it was really cool is up here. I'll make this brief, but up here we have a spot where you can actually learn indoors. So I took five or six lessons indoors oh, how cool. before going out to the snow, which was really helpful as a 29-year-old like never be on <laughs> I have these three-year-olds next to me just whipping by I'm like okay yeah <laughs> but really to fill my cup is just spending time with people um but also like receiving people might like find this weird but receiving like acknowledgments from other people or like mm. really like being open to receiving from people it's so hard for a lot of us to do like to receive gifts or receive this and that receive love but when I do like when I am open to receiving all of that, like that fills my cup. Hmm. Like, That's receiving so feels fills my cup so much. And I will anytime I see my clients like getting pretty close to burnout or I can just see frustration, I'm like, okay, go take two days off your business. The day they come back, they sign a client or two. Like hmm. the day that their cup once they fill their cup, they're able to receive that next Mm. client coming in. Yeah. You've got to be able to release before you can, before you have that space to bring anyone else in your way. That's so good. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. I loved talking with you. It's such a joy to connect with someone on this level. I honestly, like I have a lot of people in my sphere who Mm -hmm. are entrepreneurs. So it's been really fun to walk alongside, but the specific area of like podcasting and course building and business building and all of that. It's just fun to connect. So thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Of course. You uh, can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is 
the little at thingy, and then the Melissa Lynn, same with Facebook. And then my website is the And then I also have a podcast, the fierce business babe, where I chat all businessy stuff. So awesome. all good stuff. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you. And for our listeners, if you guys enjoyed this episode, um, tag us, tag Melissa and tag the living easy podcast and let us know what you gained from it. Let us know what filled your cup from our conversation, <laughs> what brought you joy, um, what encouraged you. And the more that you share, the more opportunity we have to continue having these conversations. Um, so take a second to subscribe, rate and review, and just check out Melissa and all the great things she's doing. So thank you, Melissa. Have a great day. Hey guys, if you love the show, the best compliment you could ever give is to share the love. If you enjoyed this episode, take a quick screenshot to share on your stories or on Facebook and tag me, or you can simply text it to a friend or family member. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at living easy podcast or at lindsay.myestis. The more you share, the more of an opportunity we all have to bring a little bit of hope and joy to people around the world. So let's do it together. Thank you all so much for your support and for listening to Living Easy. You guys are the best ever. Have a great day.